Welcome to Ideas, Ideas While High podcast, where we share creative aha idea moments from entrepreneurs who are successfully navigating the business world and give you practical steps to help bring your great idea to life. I'm your host, Mary Latrice. Let's chop it up. Who said Puff Puff Pass was canceled? Listen, I know being a stoner in 2020 has been interesting, to say the least, with this pandemic. But The Chillstone by JTT Accessories is here to help. The Chillstone is a premium hand-blown glass joint holder and one hitter too. It's reusable, easy to clean, hypoallergenic, and a natural filter. But most importantly, it's sanitary. Simply insert your joint for a snug fit and enjoy. It fits standard cigarettes, joints, blunts, with or without filters. Get yourself a chillstone today at jttip.com or check them out on Instagram at jttaccessories. In 2020, let's pass joints, not germs, with the chillstone. All right, guys, today I'm joined by Savina Monet, a freelance graphic designer who works with women in diverse owned companies in the cannabis industry. She's also the owner of Savina Monet and lovingly known as the Cannabis Collage Queen. Hey, <laughs> Welcome to Ideas. Yes, yes we're so thank excited you, to have thank you on. You. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you so much, May. Awesome. So what was your first experience with plant medicine? You know, I have a funny relationship with cannabis because it's always been involved in my life. My grandparents grew it. Let's see, my great grandparents grew it back in the 50s because they thought it was just an exotic looking flower. Wow. (laughs) They had no idea about the potential benefits or like the medicinal benefits. But when my mom was growing up in the seventies, she definitely did. (laughs) Uh So she would dip into their garden and, you know, take care of that crop for her them. (laughs) (laughs) It was often smoked around the house. And it wasn't until I was older that I actually put two and two together that that smell that I thought was just incense or candles or whatever was actually weed smoke. (laughs) Yes. I love the fact that it wasn't hidden. Like it wasn't looked at as something that you should hide. It was just a lifestyle. This is, you know, what we do. Oh, yeah. I mean, my family, I guess they'd be considered more kind of like a wild bunch. (laughs) We got dependency issues and alcoholism and drug abuse, but of all of the things that my family has been involved with, cannabis was the one that was like, roll it up like a cigarette, you know, relax. It was not seen as heavy as a stigma as other stuff. So how old were you when you first consumed? <laughs> I have the standard high school story. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I was probably... 15 a little bit younger I guess you know I would say now now that I'm a lot older Uh (laughs) but yep just with a bunch of buddies it was introduced to me in a car and we just smoked out (laughs) oh perfect all right all right cool so can you share your story behind your brand and your company Savina Monet 
What were you doing right before you had the idea for your company and what did you do immediately during? Yeah, absolutely. So right before uh, my freelance career started, I was actually working in a very small agriculture software group. Um, And when I say very small, I mean like two people on payroll and the programmer who wrote it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I was running the graphic design, the account management, um, signing new accounts. I would go around to trade shows around the country sometimes to talk about the software. So, you know, I'm very blessed for that experience. It was very tiring. Uh, uh-huh. but I learned, I learned almost all of my freelancing skills from that. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But they did fire me. <laughs> uh-huh. When I was fired, I was devastated. It was just a couple of days before my birthday. When I went home, my husband kind of, you know, straightened me out because I was very emotional. Um, yeah. And said, you know what? Right now you have the opportunity to go find another job, clock in for someone else, or you can build something that you can call your own. With that support, uh, it really propelled me into saying, okay, let's get this shit going. <laughs> Wow. Wow. So did you automatically wanted to come up with Savina Monet as the name or did you have any other options when you were thinking about, okay, I want to start this business. All right. You know, branding yourself and naming a business that you have thought of is one of the hardest things you could do. Mm. Always. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I can say I probably went through a million different names, some like very abstract and conceptual about what I wanted to kind of encompass. But I really knew that starting out more than anything, I'm just going to stick to me. I wasn't feeling going toward creating an agency or, you know, building out too much. I, I knew I had a skill set and I just wanted to hone in on that before I took those steps. Uh Um, so I just went with my name. Uh, my mom, (laughs) actually funny enough, whenever she'd get mad at me, she would say Savina Monet. So now (laughs) when people say it, it's with a lot more love. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. When you mean business, you say that full name, (laughs) that full government. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's perfect though, because I feel like when I hear it and I say it, it just seems very authentic and it's very representation, uh, represent. Okay, I'm about to say this word wrong. Representational of your brand. <laughs> it represents your brand very well. And yeah, I'm glad you went with that name. And it's funny, you're probably the first person who actually said that they ran through a bunch of names before they decided on just this one. So cool. I like that. Yeah. Do you okay to the parents <laughs> of the I'm just curious. Do you remember any of the old names that you were considering? anything, anything uh, I mean names? like super generic like <laughs> cannabis design or you know going around trying to fiddle with that or uh-huh. like I love puns you know uh-huh. so I was trying to do like nug design or like nug abstract or I, it was horrible <laughs> they were all so bad I was like okay stick with simple <laughs> so has marijuana always shaped your brand like from the beginning because it's I mean it's been in your life at an early age so when you first started to freelance, has it always been a part? I would have to say yes. And I don't know if that was always intentional 
because my professional career definitely wasn't centered around cannabis, you know, mm-hmm. but when building my freelance career, I kind of got the idea of self-promotion, um, which you see a lot of people now doing as like representing themselves as brand models or sharing their photography, which will then lead to clients. I decided to instead share my artwork and my collage work to catch people's eyes. And within that, I really wanted to focus on cannabis and speaking against the stigmatization of cannabis that exists. Because from my background, you know, I was always raised as it was a beautiful flower. It's a plant. It calms you down. My family uses it. So, you know, no one's sick, no one's hurt. You know, I haven't seen anyone die from it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So to hear the allegations of it being addictive or, you know, makes you lazy or all of the stigma and negative aspects that they want to give to marijuana, but definitely does not exist. Right. (laughs) I knew I had to combat that somehow. So I let my artwork the vehicle for that. And then because of that, naturally, cannabis companies were the ones that wanted to reach out to me to -hmm. see if I could do um, packaging and branding work. And really, I've worked in corporate design. I've worked with, you know, the farmers who had a very laid back design approach. Yeah. And I would just always feel like pigeonholed, you know. Mm -hmm. I love working within boundaries. I love restrictions. But that's totally different than someone that just has like a bland taste for design. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you only work with cannabis brands or are you open to other brands as well right now? Well, I've had the luck to work with all kinds of brands um, okay. outside of cannabis. But I think cannabis allowed me to really spread my wings and kind of create my voice and my style for that graphic design that I create. And then that attracted all kinds of people that were just looking for that style, but didn't know how to put into words or have never really seen it before. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely thank those weed companies for supporting me starting out. (laughs) Awesome. So so where do you draw your inspiration from? Oh, my goodness. So many. (laughs) Definitely from my childhood. I had like that 90s, early 2000s childhood. So Lisa Frank. I was also really into anime and Japanese boy bands <laughs> and I would yeah. get the magazines and the layout style. If you're familiar with it, like it's wild. It's nothing that America was doing, um, uh-huh. but I, I always find myself drawing from those crazy layouts and just like graphic over text or just like wild style, you know, uh-huh. wow. definitely I, the, all kinds. I try to draw inspiration from almost anything that I'm surrounded by. Okay, that's beautiful. What's your um favorite strain when you're working? Ooh, that is always on rotation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd have to say right now, up here in the Pacific Northwest, there's a great batch called Mount Hood Magic. Hmm. Oh, it's real good, real fluffy, frosty buds. And every time I smoke it, it's just transport me to that relaxation place. I could just sit down, focus, crank out, you know, two or three art pieces and be good. <laughs> so is it a, a more of a sativa? It's a hybrid, I believe. Okay. Um, but I think okay. it's an indica leaning. I'm one of those weirdos that prefer indicas. <laughs> My mind goes crazy 
over sativas. It's like nonstop. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to quiet my mind. Like I feel more calm when my mind is quiet. So I love it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So how has your consumption evolved since the teenage years? Oh, (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I can say that has definitely matured. (laughs) I've had a complex relationship with weed. I'd have to say you know, starting out, I would just use it socially, then learning about the therapeutic benefits and growing a little bit older, I started using it more as something to help my mental health um, and to heal myself as something that I can use to help control my emotions as I kind of touch back on issues in my life that, you know, still trigger me today. So I definitely know how to harness it. I know how to use it. I respect the power of it way more than just like mindlessly lighting up. Don't get me wrong. I still have a good time, you know, (laughs) and there's that element to using cannabis, but I am a thousand times more mindful of uh, what it is I'm ingesting. Yeah. And I mean, it just feels better when you're more intentional about it. Like overall, I just feel like the experience is more enjoyable when you're intentional. Absolutely. Just checking in with your body, you know, that's when you realize like, oh, maybe I don't feel that pain or mm-hmm. that thing that was worrying me, you know, is not on my mind anymore. Like mm-hmm. it, you'd start to notice the benefits totally. Absolutely. So do you have any rituals when you consume? I mean, I know you, you like to work, but is there any candles going, any music going? Like, what do you love? Oh man, music, music and my work go together almost more than music and cannabis (laughs) or or cannabis and my work. (laughs) Uh Those are my trio to get my day going for me to get out of bed. (laughs) I'm a bump some tunes, maybe have a little wake and bake session, answer some emails in my bed and then, then I'll get out. (laughs) What are you listening to? Oh, I'm so eclectic. It it definitely depends. Um, My go-to always is for my mother's influence, soul, disco. Uh I'm like stuck in 60s and 70s. Okay. Um, And more recently, though, you know, I'll listen to like Kelly Uchis or uh, her. There's just so many artists. There's just so many good artists right now. No, absolutely. I'm with you on the disco. I mean, I believe Diana Ross is around that time. I don't know why I've like, I've been listening to I'm Coming Out and Love Hangover for like off and on, like nonstop. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Like all of them. Marvin Gaye. It's like on heavy rotation right now. You know, I can maybe attest to that a little bit. And I'd have to say, if you listen to the music back then, they were in pain just as much as they we are now. But man, they were singing, they were dancing, they were living through it, you know? Absolutely. No, I love, I mean, music is such a big part of my life as well. So I, I get it. Mm. And I'm pretty eclectic all over the place. Like, <laughs> EDM was on rotation this morning. <laughs> so, so as a business owner, starting off, you know, you started... Savina Monet, what, have you struggled with anything in this market? I mean, your your designs are pretty unique. So I imagine like you kind of created your own lane, but starting a business was that, how did that go? Oh, yeah, no, that was, I can say I do not come from entrepreneurial background. You know, my family have never owned a business. So this was just a brand new world for me. The first year was just like getting my feet wet. 
understanding the legal aspects of it all because I knew I really didn't want to get screwed in that way. <laughs> mm. Really, I would say one of the biggest things I struggle with as an artist, and a lot of creatives can probably agree with this, is just understanding like pay transparency. Mm. Um, how do I price art? You know what I mean? How do I price something that maybe sometimes I spent 15 minutes on it, but you know, it's the cultivation of everything that you've done and your expertise and the knowledge and wisdom that you have that is able to create it in 15 minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, so, absolutely. So just understanding that sometimes and knowing how to price your things, I struggled with that. Now, did you reach out to anyone to kind of get an idea or did, was it just kind of like, this is what I feel it should be? Are you, how did you end up honing in on, you know, what you charge right now? I definitely am. Well, I consider myself to be self-sufficient, but I just Google everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you see, okay. What are they charging right now? Okay. I really did. I did a whole bunch of Googling, but it really... And, you know, that landed me on a number, but it wasn't until I had a client, bless her heart, come up to me and say, Savina, the next time you send an invoice, I want it to be, you know, two to three times more than what you gave me because she just knew that there was value. And she didn't have to say that Mm -hmm. she could have just kept on going. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, bless her for saying that, because ever since I've just been pushing the envelope. And always, always put a number that makes you uncomfortable because the worst thing that they'll say is no. And then you kind of negotiate, you know, in between that. (laughs) For sure. No, that's good advice. I like that. So has your vision or mission evolved since you started your business? Um, I know you're focused on diverse owned companies and women specifically. Has that changed since we first started? I will say that I have worked with some male companies, but I was just discussing this with some girlfriends. It is totally unintentional that I worked with women only. Mm. Honestly, the only time I've ever had any issues in my freelance career was with men. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason, they're pushing back more or they were, you know, arguing with money they're you know late on payment for whatever reason it was just a lot harder um uh-huh. but when i started working with women-owned companies and seeking those out a little bit more i was like okay for whatever reason this dynamic works <laughs> so we're gonna stick to this <laughs> <laughs> so what specific services do you offer is it all freelance you have packages what specific services are you offering right now? Yeah, for the most part, I do almost everything freelance. Mm-hmm. I do have some contract gigs and wow. I'm always, you know, interested in longer term projects. But my biggies are branding, um, packaging design, and most recently website design. Uh, oh, and wow. I really just think that's because of the, you know, COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are having to move online or, you know, having a lot more attention on their website and noticing, oh, we got to put some more care into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, your website's beautiful. Yeah, I'd, I'd okay. Be it's beautiful, but it's not cannabis friendly when it comes to payment processing. <laughs> mm. 
So yeah, so I would have to do some back end work and probably like move it to WordPress, but that's a whole nother issue <laughs> for a whole nother day. <laughs> but then oh, the, yeah. that's another thing as a business owner, you have to be mindful of these things. It's like, yeah, it's beautiful. I, I work with someone very talented, but she didn't have the cannabis background knowledge. And so Squarespace is not the friendliest place platform when you're like building out a cannabis brand. <laughs> absolutely and I have to say I've been lucky to hear a couple of clients mention that specifically like hey we're looking at other people but because you know of cannabis and you're aware of the regulations what stickers need to go on labels like we trust you (laughs) Ah, absolutely so when did you realize you were like walking in your purpose like okay this is it this is what I want to do with I don't know if you want to do with the rest of your life but it seems like you're doing what you love so when did oh, you man. realize that? <laughs> I can tell you the exact moment. It was so beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was probably one year into my freelancing business. And I had a call later that day to secure a new client. It was a beautiful day and I wanted to go on a hike. And if I was in a nine to five, I couldn't make that decision. Mm. Of, you know, It had to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. But what I ended up doing was getting all my stuff. I went on this beautiful, like round trip, 10 mile hike. And right when I was at the peak of it, I made that call to that client. I landed them, secured that new contract. And I just felt like bliss. I was able to look at the mountains. And I was like, I, I feel like I have it all right now. Oh, that's beautiful. It really was. It was amazing. And from there, it was just like, this is it. This is happiness. This is entrepreneurial freedom. You know, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Wow. The culmination of like all your hard work. Just, woo. I love it. That's dope. So what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh my goodness. (laughs) From this moment that I I mentioned to you, I want this to be like my life mission, which is just to tell anyone and everyone, like you can do it. Like anything is possible. You really can do almost anything. You know, if you put your mind to it, if you work hard and network sometimes is really part of that working hard. I've seen so many success stories Mm -hmm. and I've helped so many other entrepreneurs and just hearing the stuff that they've come through, just more people need to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that fear and that doubt that creep up with everyone is there. And I'm hoping that this platform and you sharing your story and everybody else, it will kind of act as a catalyst for people to just go ahead and take that leap of faith, you know, and have no regret and don't be scared. It can be scary. Yes. Yes, it can be very scary, but yes, just trust the universe, trust mm-hmm. God, trust that higher power, like they uh-huh. got you. Absolutely. Always working in your favor. Is there anything new and exciting you want us to know about? I know you have merch. I check every now and then yes. if you have any new merch. Anything you know what? Thank you. Yes. I, along with, I do have some graphic greeting cards, merch, but I will be launching uh, my print store very soon and people have been waiting since I first started creating to buy my prints and I'm going to start with a small collection make them real nice but hopefully everyone can have a little piece of Savina Monet at home (laughs) absolutely yes thank you we do need all of that I love my hat I wear it to the gym all the time Um, yeah yeah 
What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, my legacy. My legacy. That's interesting. I know. My the legacy. collage queen. The collage <laughs> queen. <laughs> there you go. Mic drop. I don't think on stuff like that very often. Yeah. But if anything, if someone was to they say or think of me or reflect on my work, I hope they get that inspiration and that fire. I just want to yeah. like light a fire in someone's heart under their ass <laughs> all <Yeah>. over it. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I feel like your images definitely invoke a reaction, you know, regardless of what it that reaction might be in it, it makes you stop and pause and, and really think and try to analyze. So I love that. Um, thank you. Thank you. So how can everyone reach you? Yes, Instagram's where I'm at. <laughs> so Instagram at Savina Monet or my personal website, Hello Monet. That's where I have my artwork, my gear, or you can reach out for any kind of projects. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it in this wonderful conversation. Oh, thank you, Mary. I'm so excited to work with you further. I've been having such a great time creating for uh, Just a Tip Accessories. And again, this opportunity has been a blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity to share these inspirational stories with you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please support, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. Also share it with anyone you think could use a dose of inspiration. Last but not least, please follow me on social media. You can find me at high on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stay high, stay creative, people. Prisoner Project is a nonprofit coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists dedicated to bringing restorative justice to the cannabis industry. We here at Hideas wholeheartedly support their values and believe that anyone profiting from the legal cannabis industry has a moral imperative to work towards restorative justice. No one, I repeat, no one should be in jail suffering from the war on drugs which disproportionately impacts communities of color. Want to get involved? Here are some ways. Follow them on social media, subscribe to their newsletter, volunteer, donate, or join the letter writing program. Please find links to their page in the show notes.